Welcome back to another episode of Woke Whiskey. I am 50% of your host, Brian. I am a whole person, but the other half of the co-host team, Kate. Yes, and here we are. Uh, Today, we have a different glass of bourbon. A brand new. Um, And if you want to donate bourbon, or if you're a distillery and you want our opinion, our honest, objective, non-liberal, non-conservative, non-status, non-libertarian, non-centrist opinion... (laughs) Uh, just send us, just send us a, um, a, a barrel, um, a and, barrel, and we'll give you our honest feedback because that's what we do. We we give honest feedback, and that's just how things are. And mm-hmm. we might, we'll be honest with you. We will be, but today, <laughs> we'll see if anyone takes us up on that. <laughs> but today. Speaking of me stealing time, we have a glass of, what's this called? This is a classic. Larceny. Larceny. Mmm. It just smells so good. Like when I opened this brand new bottle, it just filled the room. Mmm. They should make air fresheners that smell like bourbon. Yeah, I would get pulled over all the time. All the, oh my god. That's just whiskey neat. Wow. So good. I'm glad I refrained from sullying this glass with an ice cube. Right? I was gonna water this thing down. Oh my gosh, but 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 oh the smells, the scent and the aroma. Do you smell what the larceny is cooking? Man. <laughs> Finally. A brand new bottle of bourbon has come back. To the woke whiskey shelves. All right, so two minutes and twenty <laughs> seconds in, it is time for us to tell you our t- 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 topic. I might curse on this episode, so I'm gonna have to drop that "not safe for work" filter. Explicit. Ain't no one gonna want to sponsor this episode. All right, so what's today's topic? The topic is: Should schools reopen in the fall? In person. Yes, in person, but. Should schools reopen in the fall is nice, concise, succinct. It's great for the search engine optimization. Uh, yes. All right. <laughs> and we have with us, oh, our two co-hosts happen to both be teachers. Yes. So, so we're going to be a little biased. Uh, that's what you're saying, right? I would say <laughs> not biased. We are well-informed, well-versed in this debate. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We have, uh, we have an invested interest. But I think, uh, okay, I'll be devil's advocate. I'll pretend to be a mom with two kids who I have a job. I have a job. So some of us have jobs and some of us can't just stay home all day. All right. Yeah. We're going to try to be fair and consider the the various sides to the issue. However. Fair. Fair is for buses and trains. I, we're, we're not going to mince be, words, though. We, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. All right. I'm down. I mince onions, and I don't mince words. All right, let's do this. Okay, 
So, um, if it's all right with you, Karen, I'll be starting. Um, okay, but when you're done, I want to talk to the manager. <laughs> all right. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So the discussion over whether mm-hmm. schools should, should reopen in the fall is it's a very heated one. I think everyone who is a teacher, like all across the country, schools are having this debate over like what we should do. A lot of teachers are very frustrated because we feel like schools are asking parents for their opinions and students for their opinions and teachers have not necessarily been the center of the discussion. And a lot of the conversation around like whether or not we should reopen, I think has not been framed properly in order to like make the decision based on reality. So my take is like, Of course, we all, I think, can agree that in-person school is, is better. Like, rewind a year ago, if we were in a position where we could just reopen schools and have kids in classrooms with the teachers every day, that would be great. Um, But that's not an option right now. And so the sort of hybrid models that are being tossed around and like, Every school or every district is kind of like making up their own models of like, is our kids going to be coming in like three days a week or two days a week or alternating and then half the time remote? Or can they opt to be fully remote or can they opt for this or that? Like all of those versions, they're they're going to be inferior in some ways to full time in person education as we think of it. So it's not really fair to I think like. The other option is to continue doing full remote and like using the summer to kind of like build resources and provide training and get teachers ready so that we can actually do remote teaching um, and like do it properly and have like a full robust program. And I don't know, the thing that's kind of been, well, there's a lot of things that have been frustrating about the debate, but it's frustrating to see a lot of people making this like false comparison where you're comparing in-person school, which is like what, what we think of as in-person school, but that's not, that's not on the table. Like what we're talking about with in-person school is like really small cohorts, everybody in masks, social distanced out, um, on this weird rotating schedule where the teacher is wearing a mask, can't really approach a student. Like, it's going to be a very like bare bones type of in-person education. And so the question is like, is it really worth risking kids, teachers, like everyone's health and safety for like a limited number of minutes every week just so we can see each other's faces versus like pouring all that energy into instead having like an actual solid remote learning program that everyone's participating in and and like doesn't involve the dangers of like being in person i don't know if i explained that very well no you explained it extremely well but it still don't make no sense like we need kids in the building okay now covid don't really affect the youth that much and I still want to talk to your manager. So. (laughs) Okay. You bring up another good point though. A lot of people have, you know, 
when they're saying that we should reopen schools, they're citing all the studies about how children tend to be infected less often and things like that, which is frustrating because I hope these people realize that schools are not just a bunch of eight-year-olds running around with no supervision. There are adults that work in schools too. And in order for schools to work, we need those adults to be healthy and able to provide a destruction. Also, we don't really have any idea what the long-term effects of COVID could be. And so even if children, like we, okay, there's a lot of things. We don't have a ton of data about children as carriers because uh, we closed the schools to begin with to avoid them becoming like super carriers or whatever. And then also like, we have no idea if down the road there are going to be long-term effects on like people who had COVID, whether or not they showed symptoms. And so it's just like a huge unnecessary risk to risk exposing all of these people. And then even if a child themselves doesn't get sick or doesn't show symptoms, they can bring those the disease home to their family See, members. See, but if you really, if you were an actual teacher who actually cared about the youth and the students, you would take the risk. Okay, if you gave a damn about my little Timmy and my (laughs) and my little Susan, then you would go to work with my little angels. It's okay. Well, Mrs. Karen, first name Karen, Karen, last name Karen, because all I'd be doing is Karen about the youth. And I still want to talk to your manager when this is all over. Karen, I th- I can definitely appreciate the Mrs. Karen. The concern about the loss of learning, I would say that loss the, of learning. I, I don't I don't care about that. I just need someone to watch my kids. All right, we'll address okay? that in a moment. But the remote learning that took place over the last semester, I think everyone can agree that was not an ideal situation. That was emergency crisis management type of teaching where teachers were really just dumped into this. We weren't really given clear directions on what we uh, should be doing. There was a lot of changing of like, you're not allowed to do this. Like, like in my school, we were told like, you shouldn't be giving synchronous required instruction, like where all the kids are on a Zoom call at the same time. But then in other schools, it was required and parents all, you know, want different things. And so, it. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue that that was like an ideal scenario. But if we could actually plan and create a good system, remote learning could be a pretty good sort of stopgap. And then what we could hopefully, like, by sticking with full remote in the fall, we would be able to reopen fully in the spring rather than having, like, a bad mishmash of both and potentially prolonging the pandemic and not being able to go back to an actual good in-person model. By staying home for a little bit longer, we could, you know, hopefully be able to actually come back in person and have it have meaningful instruction in that way. Your, your question, you were also discussing child care. Child care is a big issue. And uh, that's what schools are for in America. Child care. I don't I don't understand how going going all out for remote learning handles someone watching over the kids that i mean that's a very real like equity issue it's very true there are you know parents who can work from home and can can monitor their kids and there are 
definitely a lot of families that like aren't don't have that luxury um i did just see like breaking news new like new york city announced they're gonna provide childcare for like hundred thousand kids or something i don't know how they're gonna manage that but they're working on some kind of a free child care program um for what what ages up All- to up to eighth grade kindergarten to eighth grade is what it said Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna be limited spots. It's still not gonna be enough. There are like a million kids. But that sounds like it's just gonna be Chuck E. Cheese without the rides. Like there's no. I mean, learning I, it was. This is like really new announcement. On. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. All right. So I'm gonna put is. Karen away for a second. <laughs> All right, Karen going in the morgue. Uh, it's just it's just <laughs> draining to pretend to be. That well, welcome back, Brian. That thing. I appreciate Thank it. you. I'm glad to it's have good you. to be back. Finally, the Brian has come back All to right, so, Jersey City, New Jersey. So, what do you think on this issue? Um, well, I believe it doesn't matter what you believe. I'm sorry. You're in such a mood today. No, this is larceny. <laughs> this is larceny. Yo, there's been, there's been a grand larceny of my sober self and in its place is this boisterous and vociferous individual with an impeccable vocabulary boisterous boisterous <laughs> what i say boisiferous no no uh, it's right on i agree yeah i know like, it's yeah. right i'll just make it short okay so i believe that there is a hero in all of us it gives us strength that's aunt may spider-man you ever see Aunt May's talking to Peter Parker? She's like, I, I, you're not Superman, you know? And it's just so so meta. All right, so I, I think that a lot of people think that teachers, our primary function is to babysit. Um, I, I've seen agendas and memos where education is the last thing on the list in terms of how are we going to handle this in the fall? Um, I, I do think that if, uh, underneath the middle school, it's going to be tough for those parents who, who can't stay home. Um, I, the only thing I can think of is to turn a bunch of schools into just straight up daycares. Your kid's not going to learn anything, but, um, I just think it's hilarious when people talk about how remote learning sucked and my kid didn't learn anything. And that's the, but those same people, not all of them. Because not everything's black and white, but those same people will be totally cool with dropping their kids off at in some gi- some giant gym with partitions where they just sit there and probably just watch TV. They the fact that they don't have to stay home and watch the kids would be great for them. They don't care if they they learn anything. It, it, and and for a lot of people, they're just pretending that that is the issue because no one outright wants to say. I just need someone to watch my kids. Like no, no, no one wants to say that. Just like no one wants to say they're racist. Yes, I compare the two. Okay, uh, there's just there's just there's no logical reason to do face to face instruction in the United States of America for for 2020, 2021 maybe. That's a big maybe. But just because some other places are doing it doesn't mean we can do it. No. 
the other places don't there's no argument over wearing masks or not mm-hmm. uh the fact that people don't want to wear a mask in america is is the reason why my passport is useless this summer Okay, and I, as a teacher, I need to use my passport to get away from here, so that I can get some calm relaxation to come back in September and teach your kids with the threat of an invisible enemy permeating through the building. We should put all of our focus, our energy, and time into distance learning for middle school and high school. And and I don't know what we're gonna do about the the youngins, but I mean I think give parents the option to do remote, and a lot that that'll take a lot of people off the off off of plates to deal with in terms of social distancing in the building, and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that that you should have the option, and if you opt for your kid that you can't do remote, no judgment. I you know it's fine. Um, but there's just no way your kids gonna learn anything. There's just no way if there's like why, like why, like what? There's just no point. We should put our energy and attention into distance learning, and and then it's just babysitting for everybody else. I agree that like I think the best model is to make a robust distance learning program and ensure actual like access to technology for every kid because I mean obviously. It is a big equity issue, and it still is, I mean, concerning childcare and, like, home situations. Like, I think the frustrating thing is it's, like, nobody wants, nobody, no one wants to be doing this. But given the reality, you have to look at, like, the actual situation. And honestly, if we do reopen schools in person, we will be returning to distance learning because there will be cases and schools will be having to quarantine. It's, like... It's it's a given that you will have to return to distance learning. And when you reach that point, you like why like why are we using that as the backup plan when we know we're going to have to use the backup plan? You know, it makes just to me a yeah. lot more sense to like actually do distance learning well since we know we're going to have to use it anyway. No, yeah, exactly. But it's like it's so infuriating to see people arguing that like, well, um, if parents are homeschooling, then teachers shouldn't be getting a paycheck because teachers aren't doing anything or to kind of act like teachers are lazy or that they're selfish for caring about their health and their families. Like it's really like mind boggling to see actual people making those arguments. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, I, is, I, I do think that there are a lot of just like there are do nothing presidents there are do nothing teachers um i don't think um a lot of teachers earned their salary march um that's crazy you say that to me because i feel like everyone i know worked way harder everyone everyone you know yes i i don't want to say anything about any specific schools um but i do believe that there there there's no way that every teacher um just gave it their all no that's that's valid and And i can so i can see i can see parents feeling like you know teacher just dropped all this work and then 
wasn't present. So I can see people feeling like, oh, yeah, teachers didn't earn their paychecks. But I just wouldn't make such a blanket statement um, because not all teachers are bad teachers. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't. Um, yeah. And I don't think all teachers earn their paychecks. I mean, I think I earned mine, you know, because I'm Batman in the Escuela. But, you know, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I also think, though, I feel like all of the judgments of distance learning obviously are based on the experience that we just had the last, like, four months or whatever. And I really don't think that's a fair assessment because, like you said, like, I think maybe there are teachers who didn't didn't maybe meet what the expectations were, but the expectations were constantly changing and unclear. So I think part of like yeah, make but- part of making distance learning work would be having a system of accountability also. So like even if we're not doing formal teacher evaluations, I think there there should be a way to monitor what's happening and to provide consistency and structure and like actual expectations See, of but, like here's what every teacher will be doing but there are people like the people who would monitor don't have the skills to be monitoring like like you're saying admins don't don't really know what they're doing and yeah they Google don't i mean honestly the only time i am not the smartest person in the room is when we do work whiskey. Outside of that, I am <laughs> so curious how you're going to answer. I am always. I feel as though that I am the smartest person in any room I'm in, uh, and I definitely. <laughs> I, I just, just there's no no like no one's ready for this. Like uh, and the people who are ready for this have no say, and um the, like it's just it's it's wild like. And if there were no tenure and no unions, there are just a lot of people who just wouldn't be working right now. And it's a shame because this this is just like this this virus. It's just But yeah, I, I do think the standards that were set were crazy. Everyone had to swap overnight. Do I sympathize with teachers? Yes. Teachers who are tech savvy and those who are not, I sympathize with both of those. But um I there's just bare minimum skill sets that people have not obtained and it's just kind of like you've just been sleeping like when i'm 90 years old you best believe i'm gonna be up on every single app and that's just that's a personal choice now if you feel if you don't want to uh go big then you should go home and there's just we we need whole entire new occupations for what's about to come like whole entire new jobs, like tribunals type tech tribunal type stuff. Like that's what we need. Like to to because the standards in this country are just so so low, and we 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 can't even meet those. And this is and the fact that we've been talking about going back to school is ridiculous. When if Florida were a country in and of itself, it would be the fourth country with the most cases, and we want to go back to school. No, yeah. it's it's this there's no there's no it's all emotion based decision making and that's how Rome fell. <laughs> Emotions. Yeah, I I I think another part of the debate that we haven't really touched on is the concern for students with disabilities or who have like accommodations and things like that or mandated counseling or or kind of separately, but like 
like students who are homeless or students who are living in poverty who, you know, being at home every day is like, is a danger to their livelihood. See, and I, I do feel for those families, like if you have, you know, you have autistic children, IEPs, 504s, I, I do feel for those people, but I, every time I see that brought up, it's just a weapon to guilt teachers and it's just, it's, it's not a good way to go about getting what you want as a parent. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've proctored, you know, I, thanks to FERPA, I'm going to stop right there. But, um, uh, you know, I, I've, I, yeah, yeah, they're, they're just, it, I, my whole thing about face-to-face instruction, you're not going to get education out of it. It, it stands definitely more so for students in those uh, scenarios. I don't know if it's a positive that it, general pop will also be affected in terms of not getting education. Uh, I think it having face to face for students like that would give would be a respite for parents who just think they're kid with ADHD is a handful and you know you know and um kids who live in a home where there's abuse it, it's a place for them to go it's I think it's more of a it'd be more of a sh- like a place like a safe space rather than uh, a space to receive education mm-hmm. and that's going to happen to people who uh decide that they need to send their kid to school even if they live in the suburbs have the PlayStation six and their life at home is fine. Uh, I don't see how anybody is going to get a decent education face to face, especially if teachers are supposed to do remote and face to face simultaneously. And we have budget cuts. Like and my school the students are also rotating out. Yeah. Too, so like you, yeah. the kids are going to be the hallway. People want to send the kids to school. All right, we're going to use the bathroom. Are we going to have a porta potty for each and every single kid? Are we going to have custodians who are also in the unions, by the way? Uh, are they going to be doing hazmat level type stuff, like in the hallways? Or are you is it going to be split in half, and you got to go this way, you got to go that way, and in your class is you know the room to one door to the left, but you're supposed to go with the flow of traffic, so you got to go all the way around the building. Like it's emotion based decision making makes no sense. Like. I think you would have to be a teacher slash a teacher with kids who retired from being a superintendent and you moonlit uh, as a biologist <laughs> to come up with the, the even remotely logical decision. Uh, so Donald Trump, not it. So the so that's that's where we are. So due to that, my answer is no. We should not reopen in the fall. Um, I get it. It sucks for some people, and teachers. You know, yeah, sure, it was great. No commute. I got to, you know, assign work in my PJs. I loved it. However. It's just not practical. So my feelings aside, we do need to go back. See, I get that. Did I love not having to drive to work? Yes. <laughs> Did I love, you know, like, I'm not even getting into it. But I do think we need to go back 
should we go back? No, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, uh, that's 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 my take. Um, and yeah, it sucks. But there's no one. No one can tell me. And and like seriously, like be smart about it. Can tell me that we should go back to school this fall. There's nobody. No one on earth. Nobody. Nobody. Well, it's like really frightening to see the number of cases that we had in the in the U.S. when the decision was made to close schools, and then compared to the staggeringly bigger number that we have now when we're discussing reopening schools. It, like, there's no logic yeah, to that. There's there's not. There's just, it's feelings. It's all feelings. I would love for someone to say, "Hey, I have eight kids. They're all in middle school, but I don't think we should open." Like, I would love to see that. Like it, everyone's, it's just a very me, me, me mentality. And sure, yeah, you'll expect to hear teachers say, "No, we shouldn't go back to school," uh, and maybe you think that's selfish. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even that old, and I don't think we should go back to school. Like I'm not yeah. even thinking about, I'm not thinking about just me. Like the kid goes back to their home with other family members. I'm thinking about spread, contagion, like. Just logical stuff. We yeah. if 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 this wasn't a problem, why did we close in the first place? Like it's worse now. Yeah, I think it it's like that kind of classic. Like I don't know what I mean. If it's like it's just it's the way of approaching a problem where you're just like, oh, look at all these bad things. And what you have to do is like, yes, there's a lot of bad things about this. There's not going to be a magic solution where it's like, oh, this is even better than before. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, But I think then what you have to do is, like, prioritize the bad things. And there's no question in my mind that, like, the biggest priority is, like, keeping people alive. Like, on the hierarchy of needs, staying alive is the most important one. And then you can get into the other things about, like, having a rigorous education and, you know, meeting everyone's individual needs and, and child care and all of those things. Like they're not unimportant, but the most important thing is that you survive the next year, like that you literally stay alive. And so it is extremely risky to put people in school at this point See, in but time. No one, no one's going to like, not no one, but a lot of like many conservatives. Well, that's not that's that the way. problem. Is people are like debating the fact of how risky it is. Uh, Americans, a lot of them, not all of them, will find whatever way to to rationalize things that better fit them because that's just how we are raised as a country. Like, yeah. it's all about it's all about me. I need to go get mine. Like, I have no handouts. And do you you see how people are like? Some people will be like, uh, you know, we should keep we should keep movie theaters closed. And people who want those open are like, well, why don't you just stay home and Or they cherry pick facts and find some random study about how a movie theater didn't get people sick. Yeah, that one movie theater in Nebraska, sure. And it's just like it it's like but but with but with teaching and it's and I find it funny when they tell people then you can just stay home and the rest of us We'll go out and enjoy mm-hmm. life. But like if your kids kindergarten teacher said that, 
I'm sure you would not tell them to stay home. Because no. like, and you're telling people to stay home, but these are the same people that you want serving you at Ruby Tuesdays, making your coffee at Starbucks, making your fries. Like you want to go out to be served by these people, and people don't want to go out. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, yes, people suck, but we can also. I think a huge part of the problem is that we have a president who is actively every single day misinforming people and spreading lies and misinformation about a deadly disease and literally getting people killed. Yeah. My man just put on a mask for the first time. So, so yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If people really wanted schools to reopen, we would have done the entire last six months completely differently. Yeah. And then we could have nice things. And then we could have schools be yeah. reopened. Make, but we can't have those things because like we're we just keep every day that people want to argue over wearing masks or want to argue over whatever basic elements like it's just it's prolonging this whole thing so if you want schools to reopen like follow the guidelines yeah put a mask on like but it's like you literally can't have it both ways i still don't want to teach a kid but put a mask (laughs) on <laughs> maybe maybe story for another day. Maybe maybe things will get better. I, man, we need to restart on this. Man, we did all this work and now it's just undone. Like we closed, we stayed home, and we just did. We reversed all of yeah. it. Like, but yeah, and then that's like it's just really infuriating because it's like I I will I really want to go back to school. Like I would love for us to be able to go back a to loser. school. <laughs> <laughs> Now I teach I teach film, so yeah, I you know I can't teach remotely and have people film movies with the camera in my closet at home. So, but yeah, I get it. But yeah, I, yeah. But it's like you know, the vast majority of teachers were like the whole last few months were like, this is not, this is not why I signed up to be a teacher. I'm not doing any yeah, of the things people, that I enjoy. I'm doing all the things I don't like. We're still getting our salary, and we 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 are just cheating the public. And we'd rather do this, but no, like we'd rather be doing what we've been doing for like five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And, but you we know. literally can't because our country can't get it together. Yeah. You know, like you think I want to pass a kid who deserves an F with an A because I have to curve everybody? No, I don't want to do that. Ah, hell no. Sorry. Or no I would like to like <laughs> actually have class. I haven't been able to have class in like months. A lot of people know? in this country don't have class. <laughs> Bars, of bars, <laughs> hardy hard uh, bars. Man, this is so. This is just depressing. So, really no, nah, yeah, we need to restart, yo. We need to go back. You'll make America march again, and just like if we could just know, if I could go back to March, February, when did China? T- December. It was yeah. No, it was December. <laughs> I could go back to December, and we all had the knowledge that we have. I bet you people still wouldn't wear a mask. <laughs> Let's just marinate on that for a little bit. Oh, man. Oh, is that Larson getting you? Watch it, Dad. What's a more Larson? So, in conclusion, the two teachers in the room agree that we should not reopen in person until we can do it safely. And we're not in a position right now to do it safely. So, the better option is to put our attention into creating a remote learning plan until we're able to safely return to school. Yes? Yes. Absolutely. Super simple. And that's the bottom line. Because Woke Whiskey said so. So, I mean, I'm going to have another glass at Larceny. I know it's 
late, but no, it's the perfect time. It's so good. All right, so um, I'm Brian. <laughs> Why do we always introduce ourselves at the end? I, I Hello, feel like I'm it's Kate. an it's an outro. You don't like at the end, like when the class is ending, you don't tell your students hi. I miss Kate. No, I don't do that. <laughs> and this has been another episode <laughs> of Spanish class of Clase de Español no. con Profesora. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, when, when the bell rings in my class, I'm like, get out, go. Mm. Well, we could we could end class. that way. <clears throat> this has been another episode of Woke Whiskey. So you just want to end it with like, this has been another this and this is. And, and, what's before the and? And, well, this concludes our episode of Woke Whiskey. Concludes. Okay, Professor. Thank you Uh, for joining (laughs) us. Oh, man. On this magical adventure. This has been NPR. It's a work in progress. It should end with you doing a rap song. I feel wildly unqualified. For okay, this. no, you could be like, "Hey, <laughs> yo, this has been another woke whiskey with Brian and Kate." Getting frisky. Wait, why? Why frisky? Who's getting frisky? What else rhymes with whiskey? A lot of things rhyme with whiskey. Like histamine, like histamine, but you drop the end and just say histamine, history, whiskey, hickory. Chicory. These are some slant rhymes. Hick slant rhymes are that's how Eminem does it. Oh, excuse me, Eminem. He rhymed orange and syringe. That those don't rhyme. Wow, I'm, that's impressive. Eminem's good, but he's it's like oh I'm not gonna say nothing because uh, don't alienate because he about to nah because if I say if I say Eminem is a cool guy but he's a little too nice he he would probably come up with like a. 40 minute diss track and just ruin my whole life so i'm gonna just leave it at that um yeah so that concludes uh today i can't say that concludes book whiskey because i want to say book whiskey later when we do the whole that concludes our episode for today and join us Uh, next time it sounds like we're in a library concludes all right listeners if you have any ideas you can send them to Brian. If you have any questions, email us. Don't There's email so us. Many go, go to go to wokewhiskey.com and drop a question. We have we have like seven questions in the bin right now. So just go ahead. You know, you set you send a question and we'll send you a shirt. The first five questions. It's gonna be they're all gonna be larges. Um no debate on that. Uh yeah, just drop a question on the website and we will send you a shirt. Ooh. And yeah, you'll have to pay for shipping and handling. And um, <laughs> hey, the shirt's free. I mean, come on, seriously. Uh, and and uh, yeah. Um, ready for our outro? Yeah, I'm ready for the outro. Okay. I don't know how it goes anymore. So I thought the original outro was fine. This was another episode of Lame. Lame, lame, <laughs> lame. You gotta be like, <clears throat> and uh, that concludes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I totally forgot the user conclude. All right, so this is last call. 
Uh, closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, that concludes this episode of Whoa Whiskey. Whiskey.